Our first segment today, we're going to be talking with uh, Dan Critchfield and Marcus Billiou at the Chickasha Community Theater. A big performance coming up here this next week. So, uh, Dan, appreciate you coming in today. Thank you yeah. very much. Glad and Marcus, to be here. thanks glad, for coming in. Yeah, glad to be here. So, the Chickasha Community Theater, a big year, Dan, for for the organization, right? Yes, this is our 30th anniversary. And uh, we are uh, very excited to uh, perform this production as well as uh, several others throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, it should be a really good year. Uh, so, yeah, 30 years and uh, some repeat performances uh, in, from some previous years this year. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but we do want to talk about uh, the, the 2024 debut of the theater schedule. And, Dan, talk about, uh, talk about the show. Well, <clears throat> this is, uh, of course, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, very uh, popular and, uh, and uh, well-known movie that won many awards, including Academy Awards for uh, both the performers and for the picture itself uh, in 1975. Uh, the stage version is very uh, similar. It's got the same story, same cast of uh, main characters uh, with some differences for the stage. Right, uh, Jack Nicholson won the Best Actor. Yes, uh, he did. That uh, year yeah, for he the... won the BAFTA. He won the Academy Award. Like, yeah, uh, kind of peppered out throughout the guild. So, so uh, let's talk about the cast a little bit. So, Dan, who do you play? I play Dale Harding. Uh, he is kind of the leader of the group until uh, McMurphy arrives. And Marcus, you are. I am McMurphy. You are uh, McMurphy. So, so I, I am his. The, the uh, role that uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson played. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, for those that, uh, that that just give a, a brief summary of the show and what it's all about, for, for those that might not know the movie, um, basically, uh, R. P. McMurphy is uh, a character that comes into this mental institution, and um, he's taken out of a penal fam uh, farm uh, where he has been working and he's been causing some trouble. So I think honestly, just to kind of get rid of him, they say, okay, you're a psychopath. And they put him in this, in this ward. And, and I think, uh, McMurphy, uh, goes along with that because he thinks he's going to get a better sentence yeah, there absolutely. than, than what he gets out having yeah. to work in get the field. Rele get released a little early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. At about the same time, but he says, uh, according to him, it's better food and a better bed. So <laughs> take what you can get in those small doses, I guess. But he gets to know these guys and, uh, you know, he comes in very strong at first. But I think there's a there's a connection between them and uh, maybe some realization of, of who he actually is and what he's got going on inside himself. And, uh, of course, there's the big bad. There's a uh, old nurse ratchet. <laughs> That's right. So, so he, he comes to this mental institution and he's, uh, you know, he's faced with uh, these individuals that actually do have mental illnesses and it's, it's, it's tough to, to overcome that, but he does, he becomes friends with them and then just creates all, all sorts of havoc Yeah, uh, yeah for, yeah. but, but the, the patients, they kind of uh, have some fun and yeah. kind of get to feel what, what life is like outside the, the mental hospital and. He definitely yeah. likes to poke the bear, and I think yeah. I think he helps kind of instill that in the other patients as well. They uh, they start to get a little bit of that poking the bear um, mentality as well. And 
They they are uh, much more introverted at first, and McMurphy brings uh, them into a, a different uh, version of themselves with uh, uh, laughter and fun, and mm-hmm. uh, like he said, poking the bear, giving Nurse Ratchet a hard time, uh, where before they just kind of cowed to her authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is the how different is the stage version from the from the the film version? The storyline pretty much carries the same uh, the same overall themes and, and, and feel to it. Of course, there's some things on stage that we can't do on uh, on uh, that. Yeah, the, the, the two the outdoor show. scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we unfortunately we can't get on the boat, can't right. go, to, go do the fishing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we work out the, the basketball scene. We work that into the uh, the facility instead of outside the facility. Okay. But I mean, overall, the show is is the same. Yeah, it's just great to to see the relationship develop between uh, Jack Nicholson's character, McMurtry, uh, McMurphy, and the Mm -hmm. patients. Uh, The first one, getting to watch the World Series. Yeah. You know, just a great uh, dominant performance and finally getting the guys to agree that, uh, yeah, we we, want to watch the World Series. And And they do that, so... Yeah, because they work on a strict schedule and they only watch television at certain times of the day and that doesn't coincide with when the World Series is going to be on. So that's really the first big rebellion that uh, that they join in on with McMurphy. Yeah, that is kind of the breaking point where 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 they realize that they do have more control than what they, they previously thought they had. Uh, Dan, talk about uh, the challenges you have with uh, developing your character in Dale Harding. Well, <clears throat> there's some challenges and some uh, fun with mm-hmm. that. I I like to be a different character uh, in the different shows that I'm in. And um, in doing that, you try to work on your voice, your mannerisms, uh, your facial expressions. And I really like the uh, way that in the beginning, uh, Dale is kind of uh, a smart aleck with uh, McMurphy. He doesn't. Uh, respect McMurphy and he wants to kind of put him in his place Uh, but McMurphy wins him over and uh, toward the end uh, he refers to him as uh, old friend and uh, that is a relationship that uh, developed in the beginning uh, they refer to each other as friend in some conversations more in a sarcastic way yeah uh, and and so <clears throat> I try to put myself in the character's position and how the character would feel. Uh, it's going to have some of my own personality mixed in there, but for the most part, I want to portray the character that's written. You've been with the theater group nearly since its inception, right? Uh, Pretty much. Since, since reorganization in 1994, I've had some involvement uh, since uh, 1995 behind the scenes and on stage. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, different ways that someone can participate. How does this character compare to some you've had? Uh, I think this one is uh, at the top of uh, the characters that I've portrayed. Uh, we did Shawshank uh, mm-hmm. this yep. last year, and I played uh, the iconic character of Red in that uh, and was asked 
by someone how it is to portray a uh, iconic character and I had responded that the goal is to really not try to impersonate another actor that portrayed that character but to portray that character as it's written uh, yourself uh, but as far as uh, challenging and and fun and the personality of the character this one ranks right up there at the top with any I've ever played how about you, Marcus? How about uh, the you know the lead role in that, uh, the uh, Jack Nicholson role in Oh, I just uh, roll in I mean, yeah. I'm already that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, he is similar to me, of course. I, I you know you work your own strengths sure. in there, but um, he is very much a uh, surly type kind of man's man, so to speak. I guess uh, that that trying to reach into you know, like like. Dan said, you know, you, you have people that have taken on these characters before, like Jack Nicholson or like uh, uh, Morgan Freeman and in his role as Red. And uh, you really try to separate from that um, because there's no way you can repeat that. Like uh, like Jack Nicholson was fantastic in this, this show, in this film. And uh, so what you do is you completely ignore it and uh, you internalize within yourself and you just kind of see what quirks and characteristics you want to develop that you can use from stuff, you know, you've, you've done in the past, personal things that are part of you. And um, you put them on stage and, and, and hope hope that people connect to them. The way that you want them to. All right, who plays Nurse Ratchet? That is Amy Loggins, and she is fantastic. Um, she doesn't even have to say a line; she can just give you a she can just give you a, a look, and you know exactly. Hey, that's Nurse Ratchet. She 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 does it quite well, and she attributes that to years in this working in the school profession. So, <laughs> I believe she works on the high school level, uh -huh. and, uh, and and she says that. That, that those looks she gives us on stage are, are all well-worn looks that she's used throughout the years. <laughs> and she said her husband recognizes them very well also. <laughs> all right. No, she's fantastic. Okay. She's, she's doing a great, great. job. About how long is the show? It'll be about two hours. There'll be a 15-minute intermission mm -hmm. between the two acts. All right, and the two they're, they're both in the same, in the, in the hospital? Yes. Yeah, yeah they're so. both set in the same, the same mm -hmm. place, front and back. All right, uh, uh, director is your wife, Cheryl, right? Cheryl Critchfield, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, she has really enjoyed this. Uh, she also directs a lot of uh, big kid shows yeah, and musicals, uh, but but she enjoys uh, uh, working with an adult cast, a little smaller group on uh, some shows. Marcus and I were in a show she directed, uh, Lost in Yonkers, mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. 2021. Uh, was another small cast. Another uh, great character of Dan's. He played a gangster. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, one of the things that I really respect about uh, Cheryl as a director is that uh, she has a vision for the set and for the show. And when she watches us rehearse, besides watching us, she is taking uh, notes that she then gives us afterwards to fine tune little details and uh, extra movements. So you might have several characters on stage and only two or three of them may be having a conversation, but the others need to be doing something and having movement and, and make it entertaining for the audience all around. The show is next week, so let's give the dates and times and all that. 
All right, we uh, we start on opening night is on Thursday, and we go at seven thirty. Um, ticket door ticket booth will be open an hour early, or you can get your tickets at theater uh, chickashaytheater.org or at Jay's Jewelry downtown. And we're going to be going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is a matinee at two p.m. Um, we do want to mention that this is an After Dark production, so uh, it does have some strong language and some, maybe some adult themes that might be inappropriate for, for your younger audience. So, Anyone under 18 uh, would need to be accompanied yeah. by an adult. Gotcha. And uh, there's a special night for USAO, right? Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday night we, uh, we have USAO night, and it is only $5 for anybody with a USAO ID. Uh, normally we, are, we do have a college student uh, prices or student prices, which is eight dollars, but Thursday night five bucks. Yeah, One adults yeah. is fourteen dollars. One flew over the cuckoo's nest coming to the Chickasha Community Theater uh, this next week. Uh, Dan, again, this is the first of of uh, uh, the season for twenty twenty four. Let's talk about uh, some other shows coming up the later this year. Sure, uh, we've got uh, barbecuing Hamlet, which is uh, going to be April eighteenth through twenty first. Uh, we're uh, doing a past favorite because of our 30th anniversary in Oliver that will be June 20th through 23rd and 27th through the 30th. It'll be a two, two weekends. Okay. Uh -huh. mm. Then we're doing uh, Boardwalk Melody Hour Murders, uh, which is a dinner theater, uh, and it's going to be at Legends uh, Restaurant on uh, August 16th through the 18th. Uh, we've done that show uh, a couple of times over the years. And then Marcus is going to be uh, directing the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, uh, and that's going to be at the Shakespeare uh, Winery. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the September, call, call it a wine theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, September 26th through 28th. And then we have uh, Dearly Beloved, October 3rd through the 6th. And then we're going to wrap up the season uh, for Christmas uh, show of Scrooge, December 5th through the 8th. A great season coming up for the Chickasha Community Theater. Marcus and Dan, thanks for being part of the program today. Let's spend a few minutes now with Raynette Rowland, and she's the director of the Medicine Park Aquarium and National Sciences Center down around the Lawton area. So, uh, Raynette, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Happy to be here. The Aquarium and Natural Sciences Center has been around for a while, and it's got an interesting history. Yes, it does. We will have uh, been here for seven years in June. And uh, the original director, uh, Doug Kemper, who's passed now, um, uh, kind of got the ball rolling after both of you were up at the Jinx Aquarium, I guess, at some point, right? Yes, that is correct. Uh, Doug Kemper, our former director, did pass away uh, the two years in uh, August, and uh, he was a Lawton native, and uh, I met him when I was working at the uh, Jinx Aquarium, and I was his uh, executive assistant at the Jinx Aquarium, and that's where our relationship with uh, Doug and Aquarium uh, be began many, many, many years ago. And so how long have you been uh, down at Lawton? I have been working with the Aquarium uh, 11 years this February. All right. And, uh, you know, it's tough sledding getting the aquarium going, but uh, now that it's open, um, it's flourishing. It's a great tourist uh, group for families and uh, school kids, and I'm sure you do a lot of field trips. Yes, we do. We're booking up on our field trips now, and uh, that's what we're here for. Doug's vision was for us to have be in an aquarium and a, a zoo, but of southwest Oklahoma, so we could teach the kids what is in their backyard, what to expect, the wildlife, and also to protect it and uh, to 
uh, conserve it. So we are booking field trips now, and uh, we're hoping that uh, lots more will be coming. So talk about the aquarium part of it, and I mean that's just one one sector now since you've expanded so much to include so many other exhibits. But the aquarium's pretty special. Yes, it is. Our building's about ten thousand square feet. Uh, we're placed on it's a place on eight acres. Uh, we have um, uh, over um, a total of over eight hundred and fifty animals. That's including fish and, and mammals. Uh, in, through the aquarium, and, now, and then, of course, the exhibit's out in the gardens. So we have native fishes of Oklahoma. That's the beginning of it. And then our very last gallery is the Marvels and Mysteries. And we have uh, uh, electric gill, different, you know, uh, African butterfly fish. So different fish from, you know, all across the world. We also have the touch tank, which has uh, saltwater uh, animals in it. So we are uh, branching out. What's one of the largest uh, fish you have there? Uh, one of my largest fish is an alligator gar, and he is about four feet, a little over four feet long. Um, and uh, he is in our um, the Jurassic uh, uh, Gallery, and we call him Freddy because he's got lots of teeth. But then also <laughs> we have Moby, our blue catfish, and Moby is very large, too. He came to us uh, uh Somebody got him out of the Red River and donated him, and he was probably about 50 pounds when we got him, and he is probably well over 75 pounds now. Very nice. So, yeah, I was going to talk about it. So how do you acquire animals, and do you, do you uh, kind of trade them off, or are they here forever, or how does that work out? Well, we are partners with the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife, uh, and they help us get some of the fish uh, that we have. And then we also have different vendors uh, that we purchase fish from. Uh, so we've got a variety of all of them. But nor, uh, when a fish comes to us, they stay with us until they live their life out. And uh, then, you know, obviously once they pass, we replace them. But once we, we acquire them, we keep them. And then... Talk about some of the other exhibits, and there's like a hundred exhibits there. Uh, yes, we have tanks, tanks, and uh, tanks included. Yes, we've got a mm-hmm. hundred uh, tanks, and then plus the exhibits outside. We have, we've got, um, we've got a little section in the aquarium called the Creepy Crawlies, and what that is is that different uh, native bugs, spiders, uh, lizards. Uh, so we could teach the kids about them, but then we have some not native, so uh, can. Uh, compare and contrast. We have Turtle Town, which has got our native red ear sliders, and we've got alligator snapping turtles, uh, common snapping turtles, and I've got a, a, a year-old uh, baby alligator. And then we have our Snake Shack, which has eight uh, species of uh, venomous snakes. And then we got uh, our Tortoise Territory. That's when we've got it. We had two. Um, Actually, three African cicada tortoises donated to us, and when weather permitting, they're out. They're kind of up right now, but they will be coming out pretty soon since how, the weather's changing. How big are they? Uh, Frankie, she is probably about 75 pounds, and we're guessing she's 35-plus. It's hard to age them because we didn't have them. And then we've got Pablo. He is probably anywhere about uh, 50 pounds, and she's roughly 20 years old, and then we've got Donnie, and we've had him um, roughly, I think, seven years. So he's a, he's a lot smaller. So about how tall are they, and how big around are they? Oh, oh, gosh, when you say that, uh, uh, 
Frankie is not quite the size of a manhole, but getting close to it. And Donnie, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Pablo is a little bit uh, smaller than she is. We're going to be working on a new exhibit for them outside so that they'll be permanently outside and they'll have some night kennels. And so they'll be permanently on display so, so people can see them. Um, and, and so um, you have some hands-on exhibits, not that they can really touch some of the uh, some of the exhibits that you have, right? But uh, you do some... Right. Yeah, so our touch tank, you can. We will have horseshoe crabs and uh, pencil urchins, and so those are things that the kids can touch. And then we have a table that has different shelves and so forth and so on that, that are hands-on. And then based on, uh, we have a uh, from one to two every day, we have uh, it's called what's our career chat, and we bring out a different animal ambassador that's not on display. So it could be a possum, it could be a skunk, it could be a giant uh, 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 rabbit, uh, a foamish rabbit. It could be our little baby uh, river otter creek, and so those people get to come and see them up close and personal, not hands on, but I mean, but you can take pictures. And they're out for display. We educate the public on them, on their lifespan, and how what they do for our environment, and how important they are. So, and let's talk about your kids' camps a little bit. Those will be starting here pretty quick, right? Yes, we uh, we're starting out with our spring break camp, and you can go to our website and see what dates are available. And then uh, we have a three-day spring break camp, and then we have our summer camps that will be we they go on uh, uh, throughout the summer. And we, those are hands-on. We have, uh, we get them out in uh, the gardens, and we have all kinds of projects, and uh, they get to take home all kinds of great stuff that they do during the week. Talk about the garden a little bit. Okay. Yes, our our um, uh, our botanical garden is native. It is um, our Southwest Oklahoma Wildfire and Butterfly Conservation uh, Gardens that was sponsored by Terry K. Bell Charitable Trust. Uh, they there's all native plants of Oklahoma, so we're really excited for this spring because it gets, the site is just beautiful. And then in May, we'll open our butterfly house back up, uh, and we have seven different species of butterflies, and we get uh, butterflies in every week, and we release them. And we're gonna this year we're gonna do something a little different. We are going to announce the day that we get our shipment our butterflies, and if people want to come that day and help us uh, unpackage them and release the butterflies in the, the butterfly house. Uh, they're more that, that would be just the regular cost of admission. They could come and unpackage some big monarchs and uh, painted ladies, and uh, uh, it's really, really fun. It's pretty nice that you have a, a, a habitat. You know, we the, the, the monarchs have been in the news lately, and uh, mm-hmm. it's been it's sad that uh, that uh, the Oklahoma drought has affected their, their population, but... Uh, we're hoping, uh, you know, with the better weather that they, they can repopulate themselves and uh, we can see more of them over the next few years. Oh, yes, definitely. And then what we do at the end of the season, because obviously the butterfly uh, exhibit is a seasonal exhibit, so at the end of the season what we do is we just open the doors and release them. Okay. So they can, so they can migrate down there. And we did this year, for the, this was uh, the second year that we've had the butterfly house open, we had uh, some uh, mate and had cocoons on their own and uh, and repopulate actually in the exhibit. So that was really exciting for the kids to see. And you've got some. You've got a new exhibit, or at least an updated exhibit that you wanted to talk about today too. Yes, yes. We uh, uh, closed the the 
uh, McCaslin North American River Otter exhibit in November to update it. Um, McCaslin is a great sponsor and supporter of ours and uh, gave us some more funding. So what we did is we went in there and revamped the whole exhibit. It's going to be opening back up March 1st. Uh, we moved the stream and the waterfall, so it's very close to the window. So when the otters come down, they'll go right past the window, so it's better for the the uh, our visitors to see and experience. And uh, uh, it's just absolutely fabulous. We're super excited to uh, open that back up to the public. We mentioned the educational Saturdays. So are those every Saturday now through the summer, or how long? No, they're they're uh, they're periodically. We're trying to do one a month. It's included in the uh, cost of admission. The next one is actually this Saturday, and it is uh, from um, uh, eleven to twelve. And each uh, each one that we have is going to have a different uh, uh, subject. And that will be announced that day of the, the uh, educational Saturday. So that is included with the cost of admission as well. I was uh, looking at the website a little bit. Um, and among the kids camps, you've got uh, meteorology camp. What, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, we had our first meteorology camp last summer and went really well. We're hoping to do it again this summer. We uh, partnered with Channel 7, and uh, they came out the last day of our camp and uh, brought their their uh, weather vehicle that they chase storms in, and the kids absolutely loved that and answered a lot of the questions. So uh, we're hoping, you know, with what Oklahoma and, you know, spring and tornadoes uh, season, uh, it's a great uh, opportunity to educate our kids on weather and what to expect and not to be afraid of it and what to do when a storm comes and so forth and so on. So we're hoping to do that again this summer. Talk about your staff a little bit. Oh, I have a wonderful staff. Um, we um, have 25-plus employees, and then we staff up even more in this summer. Uh, the aquarium is a great place to start uh, young kids out and for their first job, you know, customer service, gift shop, working Turtle Town or the Quail Exhibit. So it's a good place for uh, our local kids to come and get their um, get their get their uh, start uh, for um, of the first, you know, job of the year. Um, I've got a complete biology staff uh, that helps in maintain and take care of the wealth, uh, health and welfare of our animals. I've got administrative staff, and also I've got my educational director, Kobe Lewis. Uh, that's who you book your field trips with, and uh, uh, just wonderful people. So what happens if an animal gets sick? Uh, what, do, what do you do? Okay, so it depends on if it's a fish or a mammal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have uh, Dr. Uh, Black uh, at Midtown Animal Hospital is our vet of record, and so she uh, she comes out and, and takes care of our animals for us and or we take them to her. They are checked uh, uh, regularly and uh, up to date with all their vaccines, so forth and so on. So uh, if it's a fish, we have different uh, 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 treatments that we can do. Uh, Nicole Brown, my deputy director, she also came from the Oklahoma Aquarium out of Jinx. Does a wonderful job, and then I've got uh, two managing staff, uh, Ashley Drake and uh, Ed McLean. They're my biology managers, and they're very well. Uh, we're treating it. Actually, we got a, got a little sick guy. Uh, one of our eels is uh, under the weather, and so we're treating him now and hope, hoping for the best. Uh, talk about uh, the, the, your numbers, and uh, uh, are they growing over the last few years as far as people coming yeah, in? And- yeah. Yeah, we our numbers are growing constantly, and our field trips uh, are growing, and we're doing uh, uh, more tours too, and just like 
everywhere from churches to, to daycares to retirement centers. And then we are booking more weddings, uh, which you can book for the, the aquarium for weddings or uh, after hours events. Uh, we do also birthday parties. You can uh, have a, your birthday at, at the aquarium. But uh, as you know, uh, uh, I think the refuge is like, uh, over 2 million visitors go through the refuge a year, and uh, we're hoping uh, more and more of those people stop at the aquarium and enjoy the aquarium on the way into the refuge. Yeah, so just right there on the on the way, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're open almost every day. No, we are. We're open seven days a week. Uh, we're right now in our winter hours, 10 to 4. Uh, but starting March 1st, we'll go back to 10 to 5, and uh, we're open, like I said, seven, seven days a week. And during the, the day, what you can experience in the aquarium, we had, like I said, the, the critter chat from 1 to 2 every day. But also, we have different shows. We have different feed shows where we'll feed different animals, different um, fish, and or my uh, the biology staff will bring out uh, maybe a native snake to uh, educate the public or a lizard or something else. And so there's different shows that goes on all through the day. So there's no telling what you can, you know, you can see during the day. Also, when you buy your admission, it's good for the whole day. So say you came and you were here and then you wanted to come back because once you open the back up the river otter exhibit again, like on March 1st, we had these shows with them. So you wanted to go down and go eat at the old plantation or one of the fine restaurants in uh, Medicine Park, you could just save your receipt, go have lunch, and then come back and uh, come back for a show. About how much time should a family uh, plan on being down there if, if they want to come down for a day? If you're coming down for a day, I would – a good hour. I would say more, but if you're, you want to uh, just hustle through there, I would say a very good hour because – during the summer, we have Turtle Town, and you can feed the turtles, and then the quail exhibit is open year-round, and you can purchase a cup of food and feed them. And we've got a bobcat exhibit, a coyote exhibit, and a snake shack, and so and the tortoises will be out. So there's lots of lots of different things to see and for the family to do. All right, you've got a website you mentioned. Let's uh, tell folks yeah. how they can uh, access that and get more information. Yes, if you, they want to go to MP mns.org and that's our website but also you can follow us on facebook which is the medical park aquarium and natural sciences center and that's our social media there's a lot of stuff that's uh on there that's happened and uh, we might post on there like hey creek is going to be out today and uh and so you can go straight to the facebook page and find out information there and uh, again visit our website it's a great day trip yes it is